Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation time for driven radio show hey welcome to driven radio your weekly automotive happy hour see that i went back to happy hour nice it's a happy thing we just I never am, know sometimes i am brett hatfield here with our engineer and co-host and a happy man over there <laughs> sitting behind a brand new bad boy computer yeah you stepped it up i feel like i could like totally take on the kids i could tick a talk or whatever yeah, the I'll, they do i'll be uh, i'll be pay- i'll be paying for that happy for a while <laughs> yeah you will it's nice though it sure does run nice our engineer and co-host mr catfish grows yep. and the evil genius of craving cars on youtube mr Corey pratt that's me we are coming to you from driven radio studios in beautiful and man has it been beautiful uh-huh. windy but beautiful a little breezy a little breezy yeah. beautiful overland park kansas you can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Pod News. See, I didn't get the big breath beforehand. <laughs> iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Acast, Overcast, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a positive review yes, on your favorite podcast platform, and be sure to tell your gearhead buddies. If there's something you'd like to hear more of or someone you think we should be talking to, please tell us. You can email me at brett at readthedriven.com. It has been really nice for the last Yes, week. it has. It's been super nice. So At last. I assume that you all have had an opportunity to get out and play with your toys. Mr. Corey? Um, well, Saturday, there was actually like the first car meet that someone threw together. Uh, really? Where? At least on the Missouri side. It was at the uh, the event center. I guess it's called Cable Dahmer Event Center now. Oh, okay. It changes names every year. That's a yeah, Chevy The Independence <laughs> Event Center. Yes. So Cable's got it. It's no longer what Silverstein Eye Centers or whatever the heck You it know, was if you walk up with 250000 it can be in your yeah, name, too. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be Steve's crazy. Event Center. It's be craving cars event center here there uh, you go just need a couple million dollars crazy uncle bob's fun yeah. and eats <laughs> so I, I got to enjoy that i uh i had the porsche out briefly um i got some stuff i'm going to get done with it next week and so i won't really be driving that this week unfortunately oh. but i drove my nissan oh uh, yeah yeah for the last time as me being oh, the now, owner anyways uh, now and this last Saturday. for for the uninitiated tell everybody what it is it's not like you're driving a crap tastic it's nissan a pickup. it's a 2004 uh nissan sentra but it's an ser spec v is what they call it and those things were hot little cars when they came out they, they really were and it's still fun as heck to drive six-speed manual i mean it is a front wheel drive but limited slip really, that has a six-speed in it and that had some cool graphics on it right and it was just yeah. kind of fun and looking that, and the thing is that was in nismo uh they had a couple different versions that they came out with and it was an s2 and an r2 the s2 was more of an appearance package the r2 was like a performance upgrade mine was the r2 version nismo. of course it and was so nice. it came factor not from factory i'm sorry their dealer installed stuff but cold their intake exhaust yeah. Stuff that was already done when it was brand new. So, so it was pretty cool. You got your final drive. Yeah. I, I, I went to that meet with it just to kind of drive it around. And, um, and, and it was funny. Like three different people sent me pictures. They saw me out on the road. And, and they think, this is bright yellow. You can't miss what's, me. What's happening with it? 
it's it went to my nephew. My nephew bought it. One of the <laughs> things that I've made a point to do when I sell cars and motorcycles is sell them to people that take them out of town because I don't I don't want to see it look worse in your ownership. Let's hope not. And worse yet, I don't want to see you make it look better than I did, which I typically I'm okay don't think is possible. But every now and then, you know. So now when I sell stuff, I sell it to somebody who's going to take it at least a state away from me. Now, what I did mention, though, the engine is actually built. It's not stock anymore, though, either. Okay. So it's, it's oh, been good. bored. It's got, yeah. you know, cam- which, it's got cams. and Which means your your nephew will drive that nice and quiet and oh, slowly. Dude, and it is a little louder than it used to, to be because it's got Only to on church now. on Sunday. No. Absolutely. Yeah, and probably to take mom to the grocery store, you know. Maybe. Maybe. Well, I uh, I went out on my bike and uh, kind of took tours around the n- the neighborhood. Cause, after, uh, well, uh, yes, after I made sure the tires were inflated. <laughs> Thank you, mom. Um, uh, well, it was, you know what? I just didn't want to see you wash the front end on that thing. And... I uh, I made sure the tires were inflated. I I looked at the oil. I looked at the the waters uh, and all the other stuffs. And uh, and then took it out for a roll. Um, even, even wore the jacket that you gave me, that bright green one. So it looks like this <laughs> yeah, freaking you, huge lemon. <laughs> you can be you can be spotted That'd from be outer space oh with that God, thing. God, yeah. And it was uh, it's just what I needed. But oh, it was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. Yeah. And, yep. uh, just kind of what I was doing really was practicing. Yeah, I you know I live in a sub suburb neighborhood, so there aren't stop signs. There are yield signs. Yeah. Yield because in Johnson County we don't slow our roll. Oh yes, I was behind. A, <laughs> I was out riding my Harley last week and got stuck behind this not very good person <laughs> individual. You should have seen the look on his face. Yeah, I, I, got, back I, there. I got a word that I want to say, but I don't want to yeah, talk to my yeah, dad yeah. about it. Yeah. Anyway, I was stuck behind this gal who really didn't know how to drive very well, <laughs> and she was in some variety of Jeep. Uh, uh, SUV type yeah, of Yeah, she was, she was driving a sport cute and <laughs> kept getting the passenger side tires off and the, and oh, the wow. shoulder and kicking up dirt and crap all well, over me. Do you me. know how hard it is I've had, I've had to send emojis while you're driving? Yeah, oh, and well, made it. Made it that to hard. that brand new uh, roundabout at 159th and Flum. Oh no! And stopped and sat there. Doesn't understand the meaning of the yield sign, oh. and was waiting for traffic to show up. And finally, I got mad and I, I didn't even honk at her. I just rode around her. I'm there you go. Get away from this person before she kills me. Anyway, how yeah. are things <laughs> with your bike? How are you feeling? Oh, with actually, it? it it ran really well. Um, uh, you know, I I put some. The ultimate no uh, ethanol fuel in it. Good, good, and, good. Uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, keep so, getting that good stuff. And some from bike crackers on it. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I wish motorcycle crackers. And I rode it all around. I stopped you at cut every a pair in half. <laughs> you damn right. We should try it. You know, no, no, we'll, he should try it. We'll have our friend at Will's Wheels make some customs. Now we'll tell mm-hmm. you to weld it together, and then you'll have a half a wheel in <laughs> no time. Death be not proud. But the uh, <laughs> I stopped at every yield sign so that I could practice taking off mm-hmm. and taking off on corners and this and that. You get all and, the rust uh, and everything off the brake. Bra- oh, yeah. So it's starting to feel uh, pretty The good. front is a little grabby. Probably. I'm a little surprised at that because just, you know, putting a light pressure, you've got a very small point between slowing down and, oh, shit, I'm done. So, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> okay. I'm sure I, there's some adjustment to be found. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, Maybe it's dialed in for trick riding so you can but, do the uh, one wheelie thingy. Come, uh, come. I don't think he's there yet. In oh, about okay. four. No, no, dude. No, <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> that's a and that's a code brown, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I uh, in a few days, I'll go in and get it all licensed up. And, oh, cool. Uh, 
and get it get her done yeah tell them you bought it for 15 dollars. that's what i did and change yeah 82 cents some pocket change there was some lint but it was uh, really fun man i i really really enjoyed it i'm not as fearful anymore and oh and i did also log in my class by the way good good good. johnson county community college winter coming at you winter class it's the weekend of the 16th april 16th 17th and 18th cool 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 yeah go in that friday night and then saturday for eight hours sunday for eight hours and please god let me uh (laughs) let me graduate so that uh, so that I can have that little M on my license and not ride oh. quite so puckered up when I'm tooling around the a neighborhood. little future good okay. luck for you. Real quick, I'm sure you guys are aware of this. It's been nice. I had Vlad home last week. Yeah. Uh-huh. Till Friday. Took Vlad back to the warehouse, parked it, got the Corvette out. I got a sunburn the last two days. <laughs> Out driving around in the Corvette with the top down. I got yeah. a sunburn before spring break. Baby, it's been yep. nice. I use that thing to run errands all over town. I've just had a blast. I love both those cars, but, man, when it's 70, 75 degrees out, it is tough to beat that Corvette with the top down. Yeah, it, I can't imagine. It's just it, it's indescribable. Love that car. Always have. Uh, I'm sad that it's going to cool off tomorrow and turn to crap. However, yeah. I'm going to Arizona for two weeks, so I'm not that sad. (laughs) Yeah, you won't be here to enjoy that. No, no, no. In the news this week, we have news of a devastating crash in L.A., and we've all been looking at those pictures. It's involving a Ford GT. Drivers in Europe want a hairy-chested Mustang. And you need to get your, uh, yes, they do. You, you need to get your 2021 Corvette orders in now, baby. Time's ticking. Uh, our special guest this week is Mr. John Craman. John will be here to talk about Meekum's Glendale, Arizona auction coming up next week that I will be covering. Yes, you will. Uh, and fool that I am, I volunteered to cover that one. And then right after it, go cover Barrett Jackson on the other side of town. Uh, we've got a lot of news to cover this week, so let's get to it. From Rodent Track, a 4GT is really disgusting to look at right now because it's in multiple pieces. Oh, that car got destroyed. Uh, oh. Not to mention there's some other cars wrecked. Either way, there was a uh, devastating multi-car wreck in Los Angeles, California. Uh, two people were transported to the hospital following a fiery wreck that destroyed, and we looked at some pictures. Yeah. That, that's Destro- destroyed needs not a strong enough word. Destroyed doesn't hardly cover it. Yeah. Disassemble Stephanie. Destroyed a Ford GT. Yeah. And involved now, mind you, this is a late model Ford GT, not as a, what you think Johnny Five got hold of this. Is that what you're going <laughs> <I think so. laughs> uh, It did involve three other cars uh, Saturday afternoon in LA. Uh, the extent of the injuries are those involved in the crash are currently unknown. Although yeah, it does, when we looked up the update uh, yeah. just before showtime, it said fatal. It so. did seem like there was possibly one fatal one. Yeah. I could see how. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, LA were, Fire Department responded to the crash on Wilshire Boulevard in front of Beverly Hills Plaza Hotel and Spa in the Westwood neighborhood of Is LA. that where you drag race? Uh, well, no, that's where you crash. <laughs> the drag race was already over. You know, you're so relaxed from the spa, you just come on out. Yeah. That's what they're probably thinking. I got hey, a good rag, rub. Now I'm going to go rip down the street. Three other cars included. You had an Alfa Romeo, Giulia, Quadrifoglio, and a BMW X3. Oh, my God. I'm thinking the X3 had to be parked. It's got to be an innocent bystander on that one. That that car had to be sitting still because I don't see an X3 in any kind of a street race versus a Ford <laughs> no. GT no. and a Julia, Julia Quadrifoglio. Yeah, uh, I do not either. Uh, one person was ejected, though, however, from their vehicle. Yeah. Probably the one from the Ford GT from the looks of it. As one of the fire officials said, 
witnesses at the scene has described seeing one of the vehicle's occupants lying motionless. It could oh, be part of the... We are part. so yeah. sorry about that. Yeah. That's, that's, that sucks, man. Um, they were in the street before the emergency responders even arrived. Um, as, so. as, a, as a note with this story, I will have the link for this on readthedriven.com. Mm-hmm. Be forewarned. If you go to look at these images, they are harsh. And yeah. that, that is putting it mildly. Yeah. And some of them are pretty graphic. And uh, we're, we're not trying to be ghoulish about this. It was really just from the damage in the car. I've oh, known, yeah. We've seen a few of these Ford GTs get wrecked, but I've never seen anything Nothing like to this. this extent. I actually haven't seen a car uh, get wrecked to this extent in some time. Now. Well, and like we were talking before we went on air, the seats, the bucket seats in that GT are twisted. So... Just to give them a little bit more of an image, right where the dash of the car would be, where the front seats are, is the, completely at, removed. At the A-pillars, bottom of the windshield. Yeah, there you go. The front end is somewhere else. Yeah. We, we did not you find it. Looking the through pictures, yeah. we no. were looking for the front end. No, the, it, it, the back of the car. But then there's like the part in the middle where the seats are attached to is no longer attached to the frame of the car, which yeah. is like a carbon fiber monocoque body. Anyway, yeah, yeah. tub is completely off with the seats sideways, and one of them twisted the heck. Yeah, well... Uh, so there, there it, are pictures, there are videos. It shows the fireman trying to put this thing out because it did burn. Yeah, the impact apparently when it tore the GT in half sounded like a bomb exploding. So it, shook could, the, it shook the building. Said the one of the bystanders, Frank Galliano, who witnessed the crash from from his home. Galliano, Julia Quadrifoli. We got a yeah. lot of Italian in here. We're talking like 20, <laughs> what, what they were talking about, 20 uh, t- flames that were like Good 20 detail. feet high. Good <laughs> Just interesting. Just saying. <laughs> Apparently, street racing is a constant problem in this section of Wilshire Boulevard. So. That's, uh, I find that really ouch. surprising. Although, it's, it's the pictures, street's really wide. It looked like it was yeah. you know, at least five or six lanes, so it's very wide. But looking through all those pictures and all the crash debris and everything, there's something that looks like a couple of bags of garbage just strewn around the street. I'm yeah. betting that's the front end of that GT. Yeah, just in walled in crumbles right. and balls. Because yeah. there's, it's not one piece; it's scattered. Yeah, and it's weird, kind of but, seeing the skid marks are kind of hard so to even find out what it is. But, kind of gruesome. Yeah. It was really about the car picks. We had the story in the news before we went on, and then we found out that this may have been a fatality. I will say one thing, though. I'm all about exercising my cars, but not on a major street or even even close to around the traffic. Man. I just don't. Yeah. I, I have, you know, find a track somewhere to get it out of you or something. But well, I, I love my cars, and I love to drive them like the way they're built, but not when I'm around other people in traffic. Midday yeah. on a weekend? Yeah, I, yeah that's what I mean. Just not a good call. No, sure not isn't. Bad call. From uh, muscle cars and trucks, Ford Mustang EcoBoost has been discontinued in Europe as V8 demand shines. That's right. I just got... Did you hear that? I, so, heard, a, I heard a hair on my chest pop up out of this. <laughs> just makes, makes me happy about that because they seem to want to make fun of our cars sometimes. Like, oh, but you want their V8s. I see how it is. When the current generation Ford Mustang debuted for the 2015 model year, it represented a massive step, uh, step on from the model it replaced. Now, Ford fit their iconic pony car with an independent rear suspension setup for the first time since the 2004 Cobra. And it needed it. Nice. Yeah, needed yep. an update. Then they crammed a four-cylinder engine under the hood. I don't think you have to cram 
Graham to get that thing. <laughs> yeah, I use that term. Ford uh, wanted to sell the Mustang globally for the first time, and it's done so in recent years. But Ford of Europe has now quit importing the Mustang with the 2.3-liter EcoBoost engine. Uh-huh. And Some, why is that? That's because somebody got their Italian leather shoe into an eight-cylinder and said, you know what? Uh, <laughs> America! Ah! Mm-hmm. Now we get it. Ford's decision to pull the 2.3-liter EcoBoost-powered Mustang from Europe's sh- uh, shores came as a result of customer demand, or lack thereof. The turbo four-powered Ford Mustang only accounted for 15% of sales. I think United I know Kingdom. why this is. Why they don't want the turbo four and they want the big V8. Yeah. Because they can't leave car events, get sideways, and run over mediums. <laughs> You're not wrong. You know, um, European customers associate the Ford Sorry, Mustang nameplate. <laughs> He's right. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> With V8 engines just as much as we do. Considering this was the first time they had a chance to buy a Mustang of their own, it's not surprising most buyers opted for the Coyote V8. I mean, it, yeah. It really is a nice V8. If you're going to be in... It's nice you know, and punchy. They're in, you know, flimsy on the Tims, this, and you're going to buy yeah. a Mustang, buy an F and V8. Yep. And go, they did. Go 400-plus horsepower. Don't be a sissy. Uh, European buyers still have the standard GT as the base uh, model offering. The track-focused Mustang Mach 1 is the fastest Mustang on offer abroad. Now, they're not cheap. The Mustang GT starts around 61000 The Mach 1 starts at over 76000 That is a lot of jack to, That's to buy a, a Mustang. Chunk of euros. I, I think if anybody was buying the EcoBoost, you know, the four-cylinders and stuff, because they still sell the, the Fiesta and the Focus over there, I believe. Mm-hmm. So they're just, and just those buy are, those. And aren't those, those uh, like, eco-diesels that get, like, 48 to nah, 60 miles per hour? They're, they're little fun six, cars, hot hatches gallons. and stuff like that, but yeah. they do look like pregnant roller skates. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> It's not a Mustang, baby. <laughs> nope. From GM Authority, <clears throat> one of my employers, uh, 2021 Corvette production is scheduled to end the week of July 19th, which means if you want a 2021 Corvette, you damn sure better get your order in, like before the end of May. Uh, since 1981, the Chevrolet Corvette has been built exclusively at GM's production facility in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Production of the all-new C8 Corvette began there in early 2020, following delays caused by the 2019 UAW strike. The C8 was originally expected to hit full production status in December of 2019, and then in March, C8 production was halted again following the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic. God, just can't catch a break. No. Which shuttered GM's production operations across North America. Subsequent supplier issues caused further delays, including a week, in, a week in October of 2020. Due to multiple delays, some customer orders for 2020 model year vehicles got pushed back to 2021, uh, the 2021 model year. Customers who got pushed back to 2021 also faced price hikes for Aww. some of the more popular options, including the Z51 performance package and the front suspension lift feature, both of things you'd really want on the car. Not, not yeah. Production of the 2021 Corvette was pushed back from mid-November to early December 2020. God, man, how, how many times you get kicked I, in the shins? I, I, and then in January, Do you love me? Are you sure? February and March of this year, 2021 Corvette production was suspended for a week each month due to parts supply issues. 
Wow. Yeah. This is harsh. I think yeah. we'll I think it's really going to alter overall production numbers. The upcoming upcoming 2022 Corvette will be the third model year of the 8th generation Corvette and is expected to include a few new interior and exterior color options as well as a few minor changes to features and equipment. The 2022 model year will also introduce two new high performance variants that nobody really wants and the z06 you can call it me ray yeah uh no no yeah. no i'm really excited to see the z06 though uh, here's the wild thing about it i figured when the 2020 model year came out they would gouge on pricing because none of them would be available right. you know demand would outstrip supply that sort of crap and i'd have to wait a year before they started coming down and you could buy them relatively yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean relatively cheaply uh as relatively cheaply as you can be for a loaded corvette being around 85 grand <laughs> and then that didn't happen and i figured okay well 2021 this model year they're still not caught up man people are still getting a premium for these oh things. my god i still can't get anywhere near one uh just and, and now 2022 I, they're going to be introducing new models hopefully a lot of people will sign up for the stupid Z06 and get some of the regular Stingrays into people's hands, and they'll be yeah. able to get close to me. This is to. Dutch pricing is what it is. It's like De Beers down in South oh, Africa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, sorry, we can't make the, the, the Corvettes, uh, yeah. the Vans yeah. now. Yeah, we we can only dig up so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, so, at least they're making them. Uh, they Still, are making yeah, them, and I have seen a couple out rolling around on the streets, but I haven't seen me in one out rolling around on the streets. Well, you know, Craving Cars is waiting with its cameras for all three of us to go down to Kentucky for when you do the marriage roll with your Corvette mm-hmm. at the uh, at the, the Kentucky Museum yeah. and roll out your brand new baby. That will happen. Uh, that is a $5,000 option. If you That's do, okay. I won't charge you. Okay, that, that it, S ain't happening. No. <laughs> it, it, I, I won't charge It you. might, and here's how. And here's, here's how and why. They let you watch your car. They let you walk your car down the line as it is assembled. Oh, my God. You get to sign frame and yeah, you know, it's various parts of the car. You get a plaque with your name on it on the dash. It says built dash for. Dash plaque, baby. And there's an option to pick your VIN. And what I would do is I would pick a VIN to match my 60. Oh, wow. And then they're a matched set. So... I kind of have to do a red over red. Got but, it. But I would have a first and an eighth gen. I'd bookend it. <laughs> I thought it just been sixty nine, sixty nine, because I'm guessing the eighth gen Corvette is probably the one of the last gas powered Corvettes we're going to have. Uh, yeah. Uh, as much as I hate to say that out loud. Oh, uh, that stings. Well, yeah. On that note. Yeah, on that note. If, if on that happy now, note. Yeah. Our special guest this week is John Craman of Mecham Auctions. John's going to be here to tell us about Mecham's Glendale, Arizona auction that's happening March 18th through the 20th. And where they're going afterward, there's a lot of really cool collections uh, that are going to be featured at that auction. And he's got a lot of cool stuff to tell us about. This and much more is coming up here on Stormy <laughs> Driven Radio. <laughs> Crap, guys, we're going to have to close the windows.
Welcome back to Driven Radio, the sweetest smelling podcast on the web. Our returning guest this week is lifelong car aficionado, muscle car expert, and the consignment director for Meekum Auctions, Mr. John Craman. He is also the commentator for Meekum on NBC Sports Network, broadcasting over 200 hours of coverage every year. We hope that's the case again this year, man. We all miss it. John is getting ready to go to Meekum's uh, Glendale, Arizona auction uh, coming up next week. I will be there, too, covering that, John. It'll be good to see you again, and welcome back to Driven Radio. Yeah, well, guys, thanks for having me back. And as to be expected, we uh, have already started the year, but I will tell you what, we are really cranked up, looking forward to heading over to Glendale, Arizona there at the State Farm Stadium. Uh, three big days of auction activity, shooting for a 1,000 cars, still entering cars. Wow. And, wow. boy, the lineup is really shaping up to be great. And I will tell you, pent-up demand in uh, the greater Phoenix area, very, very strong for us heading there. A lot of buzz. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of significant collections on offer in Arizona next week. Uh, you say you're still taking cars, and you've got over a 1,000 so far. We're actually, we have a, we have a, realistically, we have a thousand car target. And I think we're going to get very close to that. But, you know, leading the charge, Brett, we are, uh, have eight big uh, collections consigned. And this is becoming a growing trend within the Meekum auctions world. You know, we've been known for years, been in business since 1988, and of course, the world's largest collector car auction, of being the guys for uh, muscle cars, of course, and Corvettes, 50s, hot rods, all that stuff. But as the market has evolved, so have we. And uh, our main attraction, as we call it, uh, for our Glendale auction is the Steve Todd Hunter collection. Uh, Steve is a Scottsdale area businessman, very successful, very, very well known. 20 cars coming, 70 of those, seven of those are high end Ferraris. And I will say, uh, get used to seeing more and more of the European exotics from all the brands at Amicum Auction because it is a big priority right now. Our main attraction at our Glendale Auction is the Steve Todd Hunter collection. Uh, Steve Todd Hunter is a very well-known Scottsdale businessman and world-class collector. 20 great entries, uh, with seven of those being high-end Ferraris, spanning really the significant versions of uh, those uh, awesome entries uh, for the past 20 years. This is a bit of a new direction for Meekum Auctions, so get used to seeing more of these late model and vintage exotic European cars. Now, you say he's got 20 cars coming and seven of them are Ferraris. That means 13 of them are not. Uh, what else can we expect from the Todd Hunter collection? Yeah, he's pretty eclectic in his uh, in his desires. Some of the real headliners, two, not one, guys, two, 1970. Boss, 429 Mustangs, a grabber green one and a grabber blue, two of my favorite colors. Um, late model, when I say late model, 2014 Mercedes-Benz SLS AMG. Uh, one of my favorite all-time cars of all time, uh, Celine S7 twin turbo 750 horsepower to that windsor mm. base power plant oh um only 14 those of those nice. cars were built expecting a million dollars on that car so just really yeah. a really cool mix everything by the way either restored to a high end or running extremely low miles lots of these cars are, are award winners as well now you also have among the collections that are going to be at glendale the napa valley collection has a lot of interesting stuff in it can you tell us a little bit about it and while we're on that topic Corey says he'll give up both his kidneys and part of his liver for the 911 rs 
Good call on the Porsche. This is really an eclectic group. There's uh, 18 vehicles total, 14 are, are, are cars, four trucks, and it's really a cool mix. There's a couple of pre-war classics, a Cadillac and, and a Buick, six European cars. One of the most unusual cars of the whole auction, a 1970 Mazda Cosmo. How about that? Ooh. But I'll tell you what really jumps out at me, guys, being an American muscle Ooh. fan. Uh, there's a 7442 W30 convertible, very, very rare, 66 mm -hmm. Forbear Yanko Singer, a 69 Torino uh, GT with the 428 um, Cobra Jet, a 68 Mustang GT with the Cobra Jet, and a 69 435 convertible. All of those cars, factory four speeds. So really, oh, really a neat group. That one uh, is full of cool stuff. The Marty Nelson collection has a bunch of cool cars, and that's a neat blend of new stuff and old stuff. Uh, and there's there's cars in there that you and I really like. Well, and that's another great example of sort of the direction that Mecham Auctions is is headed to. Marty's bringing 26 cars. Of those 26, nine are Corvettes mm -hmm. representing three different generations, including three literally brand new C8 Corvettes. Uh, some of the other Dang. really cool late model cars in his group. You like Ford late model Ford Performance Mustangs, a 2020 GT350, and a 2020 Ooh. GT500. Love the Lexus. This is a 21 LC500 convertible. That's got that uh, 471 horsepower V8. I love the design and style of that car. And the car that you we probably will never see again. We've got a, C, a CT6V Cadillac. Yes. Um, with a, with a thousand miles on it. 2020. They don't build those anymore. With that legendary Blackwing V8, the twin turbo engine putting out 550 horsepower. Instant collector items. Oh yeah. A stillborn car. So yeah, really. Really cool mix of uh, just at this auction overall. We'll have a lot of great cars in the early days of the auction, the Thursday and Friday in the five to twenty-five thousand dollar range, something very affordable. But then we really kick the thing up up to high gear starting Friday afternoon and on Saturday with high-end investment grade cars. And needless to say, we're really looking forward to it. By the way, coming off a huge January, all-time record yes. uh, for January, 90% sell-through ratio with uh, the two auctions that were companion auctions, Kissimmee, Florida, Muscle Car City, combined $141 million in sales, another all-time Mecham record, all mm. indicating what we've been talking about the past three, four months, guys, and that is just how strong this collector car market is right now. Now, the last collection question, and this one is just for Mark. Uh, <laughs> describe for us what's in the Chrysler 300 collection oh. so Corey and I can watch him Dude, twitch. you sent me that link, uh, the pictures, and I'm like, oh, this is pornography. Yeah, and I'm so yeah. happy. We, we did this just so we can watch him shaking his seat. <laughs> the Corvette letter cars. I mean, this representation, of course... You know, starting in the mid-1950s, instant legend. Uh, they were Hemi-powered, early Hemi cars. We've got really the nicest collection of letter cars that we've ever had, including one non-letter car. We've got one of the uh, Paysetter convertibles from 1963. It's a straight Chrysler 300. Um, of course, uh, Parnelli Jones winning that race, uh, but that's another story for another time. Um, and, and, and stand by for a little bit more news on that topic. 
during the Glendale auction. But yeah, um, just another really good example of the excess of the 1950s Virgin Lexar. Hit it out of the ballpark with the forward look. What do you guys think of that Chrysler 300 collection we have coming to Glendale? What do you think? I uh, think it's absolutely beautiful. There's nothing like better than a, uh, a Chrysler slash DeSoto looking vehicle with a krill grill. Well, and worthy to, or, you know, noteworthy to point out too that uh, any of your listeners, go to Meekum.com. There's a thousand great vehicles to look at. Really easy to navigate that website. Great pictures and descriptions on all these vehicles that we're talking about. And of course, many, many more. And while you're on the website, sign up to be a member of my Meekum. That allows you, it's free. You just put your email address in and that allows you to really get behind and it opens up a lot of the back doors yes. on the Meekum website. A lot of the feedback we have, maybe you guys use it too, uh, as a really great resource for looking up not only vehicles coming up, but vehicles vehicles that we sold in the past. Over 100,000 previous sales are easily wow. sorted out uh, on that website if you're a My Meekum member. So Nice. Head on over to meekum.com. Sign that's up. A, like that's a, a great resource. Yeah. Out of everything that's going to be at Glendale, everything you've seen so far, what three cars would you put in your own garage? Yeah, Ooh. that is really a tough one. And, oh, you know, I, I always kind of have that dilemma, but I'm going to narrow it down to three that are that represent really the the variety and the diversity of this auction. 66 Yanko Stinger. That's the car, yeah. really, the Corvair that started the dynasty of Yanko. And I've always been attracted to those cars. The 7442W30 convertible I'd mentioned about, mm-hmm. it's a four-speed. That is so cool. But I just got to give a tip of the hat to Steve Todd Hunter. Uh, to his, his premium car, in my opinion, in his Ferrari group, is his 2018 812 Superfast. Guys, traditional V12 power. It's 789 <laughs> old-fashioned horsepower. No turbocharger, no supercharger. <laughs> had a chance to talk to steve about that car and he said to drive that car is simply indescribable so sounds um, beautiful too i bet so who jo- knows so john my ship might come in <laughs> after glendale what's next yeah busy schedule for the remainder of the entire year but just looking out a couple months uh the gone farming guys the tractor division they head out to uh east Mol- molina illinois the end of march Houston, once again, that's early April. Vegas Motorcycles is going to be late April into early May. That's been pushed back from January. And then, of course, the big spring classic, uh, Meekum's big muscle car auction, and that's going to be mid-May at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. And that has been our flagship auction Mm -hmm. since 1988. And the rest of the Meekum schedule can be looked at at Meekum.com. So lots going on. Just like to just to shout out to everybody for keeping the spirit of collector cars alive. I will tell you, this has been one heck of a healthy and wonderful distraction from the difficulties we've all experienced in the past year. And if it wasn't for our buyers and our sellers, the viewers of our TV show, even the spectators that are welcome to come out to our auctions, we're doing this all very safely. We have found out and managed to figure out a way to not only to hold auctions literally all over the country, but to do them very successfully. And man, it's just been a it's been a tough year. But when it comes to collector cars, it's helped me to keep my mind happy <laughs> absolutely we've been speaking with john Craman of meekum auctions you can find all of the social media links for john and meekum at readthedriven.com john as always thank you for being with us and i will see you next week sir that sounds good guys be safe and uh have fun at meekum glendale you know he brought up the corvair stinger yeah and then he brought up the 442 
and I thought for sure he's been looking at the list of articles I've been doing for GM Authority because I wrote <laughs> both those cars. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. That and then that uh, that Vega that you and I were talking about Dude, this afternoon. yes. All that stuff came out of Mecham. Now, you haven't seen this yet, Corey, but there's a little white 72 Vega yeah. that somebody... You know, I, I'm starting to think that all the crap that we drew in study hall and <laughs> what you were supposed to be working on, you know, when you were you weren't doing your algebra, uh-huh. uh, all the study hall crap I'm starting to see at auctions. And this is an example. It's a little white 72 Vega with a red interior that somebody stuffed an LS3 with 430 horse into. Ooh. And from the outside, it looks like a Vega with some torque thrusts and some yeah. BF Goodrich on it. And if you look a little closer, it's got giant freaking brake discs on it. Cross-drilled rotors nice. fill the backside of those wheels. So they fit behind those Kragers pretty good then, huh? Not torque thrust, torque thrust. Not fa- <laughs> not Kragers yet. Close. But, but can you imagine... What's a Vega weigh? Like 2,400 pounds, maybe? It can't be much. Yeah, they didn't a, weigh anything. They can't be anything. much at all. I and mean, it's they the two-door, so it's like the little dinky one. Yeah, with with that monster motor in it. And I'm uh, guessing, that rather than the... Uh, it had a cast iron four-cylinder in it. If it's an LS3, that's the aluminum block, isn't it? I, Yeah. I'm guessing the LS3 probably weighs about what the iron block four-banger weighed. So 2,400 pounds, 430 horse. Do the math. <laughs> it uh, the thing's probably terrifying. It is. It is so beautiful. Uh, I'm here clicking through the porn pages on it, and you know, you and I were talking about it earlier today. And whatever they did with it, it, it as long as you're not looking it, for it at the butt end, no, no, it's, it's got a Euro flair to it. That's just yeah, and it's it's very very mild looking from the outside. Yeah, I'm guessing. Well. The exhaust is going to give it away. But I'm (laughs) guessing if you just looked at it, you thought, oh, man, I'm going to kick your ass. You got a Vega with some some torque thrust on it. Zippity-doo-dah. This thing would probably smoke the tires up to about 80. Okay. (laughs) So I I did a quick, just a quick search just to see what, uh, you said 72, right? Yeah. So 72 Vega, about the specs on the specifications is weight. How close stuff. am I on the weight? Would you say 2400? 2347 yeah. or about 2348. Nice. So close to 2400 pounds, yeah. And that's wow, that's a pretty good guess. That was that's really a, good. That's a, that's a damn good guess. <laughs> but if this is the price is right, you still lost cuz you went over. Oh. kind of interesting. That's really good. That's really it's good. got a custom built Ford 9-inch rear end. With yeah, the well, 411 Posse. I, I don't think the Vega rear end was going to put up with it. And a custom-built Dakota not. digital dash. I was going to guess. Yeah, and, a and carbon fiber uh, inserts on the door panels. Oh, my God. And the, the shifter, it's a floor-mounted shifter, but it's an automatic, but it's made to look like... Uh, one of the old T-handle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, vintage air conditioning, by the yeah, way. Yeah, vintage air. So it, uh, That's a good it is, yeah. it's just The gorgeous. vintage air probably got it up to 2400 <laughs> they even kept the the tires. I mean, I I, I expected the, the tires. No, no, the back no. To they're be like only fifteen wide. inch tires. Yeah, yeah. So they actually have like if someone and look at didn't it from know, the back end, the the back tires are only this wide. Yeah. yeah. 
They're not extra super wide. But no, someone they're, just look at that and they're going to be like, wow. Ten, they're 9 or 10 inches wide. You're not going to. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. You better come with a free supply of BF Goodrich because you're just going to light the back ones up. Yeah. Brett is yeah. so right looking Definitely. at the at the wheels on that because it's got those big. pseudo-ish, almost Kreger-looking wheels. But you could there's a lot of space to see right through. And looking at that monster freaking brake. There is no <laughs> daylight around that's that brake. No. That's got to be the only thing on the outside that, that kind of gives it away that it's been pretty yeah. much rest well, a lot uh, out. If you think about it, that thing's going to go like stink. It'd be nice to be able to stop it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's always. I've never understood the ones who want to put all the power in it and don't touch the brakes. I've never understood that. So yeah, yeah that's good. They they did that right. Uh, well, the, yeah, the, and it's safe and because if you go to floor it, you won't go anywhere because the tires will just burn. You know, I even like the wheels on it. I, I would want to put glass packs on it though. I just cause. Dude, glass skip them. It's, it's skip them. <laughs> Who it's needs glass it's packs? Yeah. Just it's, cut it's got it off right there. <laughs> You're good. Just it, it's got a two and a half inch exhaust on it. Just run the sucker just, straight, just go back. straight back. <laughs> Yeah, I, that is gorgeous. I wrote the article on that one this afternoon. Oh, dude, awesome! That is fresh in my head. But I've I wrote the article on the olds I think last week, and I wrote the article on that Corvair at a previous Mecham auction. I think maybe that went it didn't get what it should have. Yeah, that is a badass little Corvair Stinger. Yeah, and that was the first yep. thing that Yanko did before he did Camaros or Chevelles or anything else. He did that. He did the Corvairs. So, very, very cool. They only made 100 of them. I think that's number 50. Vega 2300. Well, I know I'm going to be uh, seeing what this 911 RS 2.7 goes for, so I know how much money Uh, to save up. Yeah, well, I I think it's a six-figure thing. You're selling your relatives. You're selling your house. I think it's time to shut this down. Thank you so much for listening to us. We're really a little astounded you do. Thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And I'm not doing the list because nobody wants to sit through it. <laughs> Any place you find good podcasts, you're going to find us. We're there. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt yep. and Catfish Groves. Yo. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio.